please give it up for Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. So I've come all the way down from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to bullshit with y'all. So this is a story about uh, information, bullshit, craft, and creativity. We'll start with information and start with books. So 300,000 books were published in 2003. 2007, that number jumped up to 400,000 a year. Over a million books were published in 2009. Let me get that caught up. Three million, 2011. In 2012, is estimated 15 million. So out of the 130 million books in existence of all human, all human history, 10% in 2012 were published. Let's talk about photography. Flickr users upload a million photos every single day to their service. An artist in the Netherlands printed out a day's worth of Flickr photos. And this is what it looked like. Filled an entire gallery. Now that million, wow, that looks like a lot, right? How about 60 million, which is what gets uploaded to Instagram every single day? That's way more, right? Fill a whole museum. But how about 350 million that get uploaded to Facebook every single day? So the photos taken per year in the United States in 1930, that was about a billion photos people took in the US in 1930. Three billion jumped to in 1960, jumped in another decade to 10 billion, to 25 billion in 1980, to 57 billion in 1990, 86 billion in the year 2000. In 2012, wait for it, 380 billion. That's quite the jump. So out of the world's 3.8 trillion photos ever taken by humanity, Again, 10% taken, 2012. So think, keep that number in your mind, 3.8 trillion. It's estimated that in the year 2014, we're approaching close to a trillion photos taken this year, thanks to selfies and cats and all that stuff. Pretty wild. Talk about video. Average household now receives about 118. TV stations, right? In like 1960, it was like 12, right? A little different. YouTube gets 100 hours of new content every single minute. And YouTube users watch 6 billion hours of YouTube videos every month. Netflix, 35% of all internet bandwidth, them. Next time things are going a little sluggish, you know where to turn, right? Which brings us to the internet. This is how many emails are sent every single day. Close to a million websites created every single day. 1.4 million WordPress posts every day. That pales in comparison to the 93 million Tumblr posts every single day. 500 million tweets of 840 characters or less are sent a day. 
4.75, what is that, billion? (laughs) Things are shared on Facebook every single day. So 90% of data, as IBM estimated, uh, that's ever been created, again, in all of humanity, has been created in the past two years. It's estimated that um, the global IP traffic will reach 1.4 zettabytes. I have no idea what that is. When researching this, this is what zettabytes are. Uh, it's an insanely large number. That's how much uh, our global IP traffic will put, be pushing through by the year 2017. Eric Schmidt of Google said that there are five exabytes of information created between the dawn of civilization through 2003, but that much information is now created every two days, and the pace is increasing. So, here is my very unscientific graph. So this is the whole of human history. And then all of a sudden, zoop, right? All of a sudden, lots going on, right? Lots of stuff being created. So if we continue down this path, it looks a little something like this, right? Just a straight up vertical wall of the amount of stuff that we're producing. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you, you okay? Yeah. I feel like this kid, <laughs> right? The kid just getting blasted in the face with a freaking fire hose, right? These are my tabs on any given day. Does anybody else's look like this? Be honest, right? Some people look at this and they're like, you know, holy shit, you know? How do you get anything done? This is nuts. And I shared this uh, online. You can't really see the monitor's a little small. But the, he goes, this is nothing. Another guy goes, that's nothing. And I'll zoom in on it so you can see. But those are permanent tabs. And those like two pixel wide little gumdrops are, are all browser tabs. And I was like, what? <laughs> How do you get anything done? He's like, oh, that's nothing. That's actually one of three windows I have open. So once upon a time, right, we had to get up off of our asses and go, in order to receive information, we had to seek it out, right? We had to go to a library. We had to go to a theater. We had to go somewhere in order to consume knowledge and get information and interact with the world. And now, information comes to us.
you get the idea, right? You look at this here, like, wow, that's overwhelming. And I look at that and I'm like, Tuesday, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is every day, right? This is my phone, you know, it's some bastard version of whack-a-mole, right? You're constantly trying to keep those red dots down, right? This is insane, right? This is, this is life in 2014, right? It's funny, you know, we have all this information. The term information overload was coined in 1970, right? Before shit really got real, right? <laughs> it's crazy. And we're really, if you think about it, like we're like 0.2 seconds after the Big Bang, right? We're just getting started with all this. First of all, the majority of the, the, the world doesn't have access to the web yet, right? So just think about whenever they start creating things. Moore's Law, very much still in effect. Things are getting faster and cheaper all the time, allowing more devices to be out there, more vehicles for creation. And we're also getting better at learning how to create things and design systems that can enable other people to create more things, right? It's just so dirt simple to make something. You ever make a pocket text? That's how easy it is, right? You don't even have to try. Your ass will do it for you, right? It's <laughs> so, mm, biscuits, right? So even if you were to consume 4.85, what is it? 4.85 hour energy drinks in a day, you would not be able to get through all of this information, right? Anybody have any friends that go on like digital detoxes, right? And they just, or aren't on Facebook because they're like, it's just too much, right? Which brings us to bullshit. I define bullshit in a few different ways. Superfluous or unnecessary. Cluttered, clunky, or needlessly complex. Intentionally deceptive or insincere. And of course we can't forget the true meaning of bullshit, the excrement of an adult bovine mammal. So, 2014, paper's bullshit. Have you ever looked at a, a stack of phone books in an apartment complex and you're like, that is completely unnecessary, right? It's crazy. Why are we still doing that? This is a, a, a form, <laughs> uh, ironically, for the Paperwork Reduction Act fill out some paperwork to make that happen, right? Jargon is bullshit. Uh, anybody familiar with clout, right? Well, they're excited to announce Clout for Business, a new product to help brands maximize engagement with influencers. Wow! Is there nobody else? Why aren't you excited about this? This is amazing. Recently, Citigroup uh, announced a, a, a series of repositioning actions that will further reduce expenses and improve efficiency across the company while maintaining cities. Bah, 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 bah. In other words, Citigroup announced layoffs. These layoffs will save money. There's a whole blog dedicated to design jargon bullshit, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, and it contains such uh, gems as green encompasses the mental clarity and optimism of yellow with the emotional calm and insight of blue. <laughs> we have intentionally and uniquely enhanced the brand discovery phase, which we call the brand storm process. Right? Opportunism is bullshit. We will donate $100 in services to an orphanage when we get 1,000 likes on Facebook. 
That's insane, right? Who are these people? This is nuts. QR codes are bullshit. One of my favorite topics, right? On bananas, <laughs> on billboards. Number of scans, zero. Number of fatal accidents, three. <laughs> on airplanes, right? This is ridiculous. <laughs> the idea factory, yeah. Quote, journalism is bullshit. I personally believe that these 24-hour news networks have an extremely detrimental effect on culture. Uh, it's amazing to me that a station could be switched on all day and have nothing substantial to say. If they spent half as much time actually discussing issues than just sort of spitting venom at each other, I feel like we would be in a much better place. But unfortunately, that isn't our reality because that doesn't sell ads. Listicles, <laughs> you heard that term? They're everywhere now, right? Starting with the BuzzFeed world, and again, it's like, oh, hey, that sells ads, that's wonderful. So let's carry this over into other aspects of culture. Note the next time you check out a, a quote, reputable news source, news source and notice the BuzzFeed format, right? This is even uh, carried into the political uh, sphere. The last election, the National Republican Congressional Committee sort of adopted the same sort of style to, to comment on things. Brian Morrissey was commenting on the state of journalism. He says, it's all about volume right now, right? It's about quality, or it's not about quality and originality. When volume is your organizing principle, you take shortcuts. Ripping off others' work is simply the norm now. It's absolutely effective and it's absolutely depressing. Disruptions are bullshit. It is 2014 and every single website I visit hits me in the face with some stupid call to action to sign up for their newsletter or download their app or connect my Twitter account, right? It's like, welcome to our website, screw you. Denying access is bullshit. I do a lot of work, you know, making things for, for you know, making websites for all these different devices, and we see stuff like this all the time, right? Sorry, this page isn't supported on mobile at this time. Follow my health currently requires a desktop browser. A mobile version will be available soon, giving us that false sense of hope, right? Is it soon yet? If you keep refreshing, will it be there? I don't know. The page you are currently trying to visit is available on our full HTML website. Um, no Doritos for you, sorry, this isn't available on mobile sites, this gallery isn't supported on mobile devices, the story you're trying to reach uh, is not available on mobile devices, uh, Fast Company looks like you're using an unsupported browser even though you're on a perfectly capable Android device, Pizza Hut, <laughs> keep up the great work, bang up job. <laughs> Uh, Slavery Footprint, which is actually a really wonderful website about sort of the, the horrors of how we're all sort of contributing to human trafficking in this day and age, but with some long-winded excuse about why they're not available on mobile. Uh, this is a, an agency, I love this one, it says, uh, this website contains media too rich for a mobile browser, right? I can't be bothered with you, peasants. Be gone, right? But this is still my favorite. Uh, this page has to be ideally opened on your laptop or desktop browser. Once you open this link on your computer, then you will have a QR code to the URL that needs to be open on your device. Cruft is bullshit. 
Uh, this is a web page. This isn't you know, the, the best website in the world, obviously, but it's also not the worst. But if you look at that little highlighted area, right, that's the only reason why anyone would find themselves on this page. Yet it commands such a small percentage of the screen real estate, right? In case that isn't explicit enough, there we go. All right, this thing, watch a video. What do you think they want you to do here? Share, 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 share. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. Spam is bullshit, right? Open your, your inbox in the morning. Good morning, Gil. Good morning, Jay Crusoe. Good morning, LinkedIn Premium. I love that. And, you know, but we've got used to email spam, right, over the last couple of years. And, you know, it's certainly a part of our existence. But how, has anybody gotten, like, text spam? It's like somebody like breaking into your house and punching you in the face while you sleep, right? Like it's this massive invasion of privacy, right? It was crazy. Anti-patterns are bullshit. You ever, you know, fill out a form or you're signing up for something or you're checking out and all these, you know, sort of boxes are ticked by default, right? Sign us up for your newsletter or share my stuff with other third parties like advertisers and stuff. This is uh, Google's uh, uh, blog Blogspot uh, mobile theme, and for a long while they had this this sort of you were scrolling to read an article, and if you swiped your thumb like ten pixels to the right or the left, it would load the next article. And it's like okay, it was bad UX or whatever. That's an ad at the top of that page. I call bullshit. There's a whole wiki dedicated to these sort of anti-patterns, right? That are cluttering things up. Advertising is bullshit. I love this, this Onion article. Hey, everybody. This cool new Tide detergent video is blowing up all over the internet. <laughs> so good. That's, uh, I, I used to work in the ad world. This is how they operate, yes. Uh, I read somewhere on the internet you're more likely to survive a plane crash than you are likely to click on a banner ad. And I actually don't doubt that. You get galleries, sites like this, a picture of the celebrity in four ads, right? Advance to the next image in the gallery, one new image, four new ads. Advance, one new, four ads. One more image, four ads, plus a little sort of something off to the side telling you to sign up for their newsletter. Oprah gets an extra one. She's extra important. How about uh, a 30-second video for a 15-second YouTube clip? Anybody? Right? There's a whole bunch of other stuff, right? You know, Norton antivirus pop-ups and stuff like that. Update your Flash player all the time. Update Firefox every time you open the browser, right? Unsubscribe from an email list, and it's like, congratulations, you just unsubscribed from an email list. I'm going to email you to tell you about it. <laughs> I get why they do it, but still. CAPTCHAs, right? Whole bunch of other things. We have bloatware, two-year service agreements, cable packages, commercials whose commercials are way higher than the program itself, link bait, click bait, all sorts of bullshit. In 1951, uh, science fiction author uh, Theodore Sturgeon was asked, why is 90% of science fiction writing crap? And he responded, well, if you think of it, 90% of everything is crap. <laughs> Which has you know, thus gone on to become Sturgeon's law. 
And we have a whole sites that are dedicated to this crap, the bottom of the barrel, zero views, celebrating YouTube videos that have zero views. Um, <laughs> Regretsy, uh, some of the more bizarre offerings on the site Etsy. Uh, Shitstarter, some of the more ridiculous um, Kickstarter campaigns, including the crazy kooky girl who does crazy kooky things for no reason. So why is this happening, right? Why do we have all this bottom of the barrel? Why do we have so much crap bullshit being put out into the world? Um, one, it's just so, so incredibly easy, right? Jack White in the documentary, It Might Get Loud, talks about this idea, you know, that as an artist, as a creative person, that, that technology, that ease of use, that convenience that technology provides is something that needs to be overcome in order to produce good work, right? It's so easy, right? But the fact that this act of creation, the ability to, to just generate things, right, whether thoughtfully or thoughtlessly, really puts into perspective the very nature of, of what creativity is in this day and age, right? What does it mean to be a photographer, when you literally have billions of people walking around with cameras in their pockets, right? What does it mean to be a web designer when any one of us could take out the computers in our pockets, hit a couple buttons, and create a new website? What does it mean to be a Hollywood film producer when anybody with access to a red camera, right, a couple bucks to rent it, can produce something that, that you know, more or less looks like it was coming out of Hollywood. Or right up the road in Nashville, right? What does it mean when auto-tune is everywhere and GarageBand and Logic Pro are, are cheap enough to produce you know, professional quality sounds? What does it mean to be a designer when everybody that knows how to get a serial crack for Photoshop right, has the same access to the tools you do? I think that these are, these are interesting, interesting questions worth, worth considering. When information is cheap, attention becomes expensive. So if bullshit are these definitions, right? Unnecessary, cluttered, deceptive, of course, again, actual bullshit. The antithesis to that is indispensable, necessary, right? Easy to use, intuitive, honest, transparent, constipation, bulls, right? The term that separates, right, the wheat from the chaff in this situation is this term craft, right? Anybody Sriracha fans? Raise them high, I know you're, yeah. Proud, right? We all love it, right? It's a fantastic thing. They have no Facebook page. They do no advertising. Yet we all love it. And it is available and popular. Why? It's good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right? And my hope is that we're, start a, we're seeing a return to this, right? It was very coffee shop and, you know, just the, the rise of craft beer as sort of an industry, right? 
other industries that, that are starting to celebrate and appreciate the fact that you know, there is a difference between sort of just mass-produced crap and something that you know, someone has rolled up their sleeves and taken time and energy to create, right? Products that make our lives legitimately easier, right? Things like Dropbox, Amazon Prime, right? These are things that you know, I would have a hard time giving up. We're starting to understand it in the world of, of journalism, right? As the sort of, you know, backlash against the sort of shallow shouting matches that happen on cable news networks. There's, you know, a rise of, of thoughtful journalism that, you know, we're actually willing to pay for in some respects. And this is, a, I'm not saying that this is the solution, but at the same time, we're starting to, some of us at least, start to turn the corner and understand that good journalism takes time and effort and talent to produce. A photojournalist started documenting the Chicago Sun-Times who recently laid off its entire photography staff and just sent their other reporters out with their iPhones. And has been documenting the differences between stories like this sort of lousy shot of the first day of school versus another shot by another newspaper, right? In order to practice our, practice our craft, we need to, to be respectful, right? <laughs> this is uh, the instructions for a QR code. Uh, what's this? A QR code is a way of loading information quickly, quickly being the key word here, onto your mobile. To download our free app, if a QR, reader, if a QR code reader is pre-installed on your mobile, search for a QR code reader on your mobile's internet browser and download one. Launch the reader application. Three, scan the code on the front cover. Four, open the link and follow the instructions to download the app. Five, you now have access to the Yell mobile app. Or just type apps.yell.com directly into your phone's browser, right? As human beings, we are trying to maximize the signal we are exposed to and minimize the amount of noise we are being exposed to. People's capacity for bullshit is rapidly diminishing. If you don't like your reading experience on the web, you could use a tool like Readability or Instapaper, Safari Reader, Flipboard, have a much better reading experience, right? Don't like ads? Adblock Plus. Don't like TV commercials? Use your TiVo or your DVR. Skip right through them, right? You pay for a Hulu uh, Plus subscription and they still show you a bunch of ads before and after and during your program? Pirate Bay, BitTorrent. Not necessarily recommending these, but I'm saying that this is what people are doing to circumvent the bullshit, right? We are getting extremely good at circumventing the bullshit. And we'll tolerate it for a while, but over time we will find better solutions, right? So how do we sort of solve for this, right? How about not forcing the people to fill out a bunch of paperwork, right? Because you know Whenever you have to fill out that piece of paper on the clipboard, you hand it, somebody isn't putting that into a computer, right? How about Occam's razor, just put the computer in front of the person and have them fill out their stuff, right? 
Give people access to websites, right? Make your content, your products, your services available regardless of people, of how people access the web. Easier said than done, but something worth striving for. Again, we're talking about respect. Speak like a human being instead of a bunch of legalese. Or marketing speak, buzzword bingo, all that crap. Because if we don't, right, we enter this world, right? Let's just bloat it all up. Let's make all of our services do all, everything all the time. And again, we'll put up with this crap for a while, but eventually we'll find better ways to do things, right? If you're familiar with the tool called IA Writer and a whole new slew of text editors, right? Just pure, focused on writing. All right, here's the Weather Channel. I'm sure we were all visiting the Weather Channel last night, right? And granted, I think that they updated their, their little carousel with with actually relevant information. Uh, but typically, it's just a bunch of nonsense, right? And it's like, I come here for the weather. But now there's things like, you know, Forecast.io, which actually, believe it or not, presents you the weather. What a concept, right? Not Al Roker. <laughs> it's crazy. But entire industries are being subverted, right? Once upon a time, financial institutions, being the behemoths they are, you know, sat you know, lethargic and lazy and, and, you know, we were forced to, to eat what they were shelling out, right? But now we have things like Simple and other, other, you know, industries are sort of coming around and providing alternatives to these massive institutions, right? And we have these, these sort of built-in tools. There's a reason why we're not presented with the bottom of the barrel why things like zero views exist, right? We have Amazon reviews and the like button and tweets and retweets and, and all these different metrics that basically say, here is what we think is valuable and here is what we think is, is, is not. Another aspect of craft is originality. Uh, I believe it's, it's easier now more than ever to be derivative. Uh, there's a site called, wait, what does your startup do? And it generates a bunch of different things. It's Netflix for baristas. It's a news recommender for funeral homes. It's a microblogging service for endangered species. Right? But it's just, you know, it's this for that. Right? We have innovations like Square coming out and really revolutionizing, you know, how people pay for things and how commerce works. And then we have... Uh, PayPal's version coming out, and Jared Spool rightly pointed out, but yeah, but theirs is a triangle, right? <laughs> way different, way different, right? But what I see is, you know, true originality. We, we now finally have vehicles for actually promoting, you know, truly innovative ideas and, and original things, right? Things like, you know, crowdsourcing sites like Kickstarter and Indiegogo and stuff allow people, you know, more, more of a chance to bring an idea to life, right? You know, one of uh, Kickstarter's earliest case studies is Glyph, you know, the iPhone uh, tripod mount and stuff is like massively successful. Craft is about passion. Sir Ken Robinson talks about being in your element is whenever your aptitude meets your passion. And I think that it's never been easier to find your passion, find what you're good at, and, and, and 
dive headfirst into it, right? Jill talked about all the wonderful stuff, Code School, Khan Academy, TED Talks, YouTube tutorials, blog posts. Right? I think that there's never been a better time to, to really be alive. And you know, we have we have this decision, you know, do we do we subject ourselves to this bullshit environment and say, well, this is what pays the bills. I don't think I don't think that that's the case anymore, right? We have a decision to make, right? Because we're the ones putting all the good stuff out in the world, and we're also the ones creating all this bullshit. And I again, I believe that there's never been a better time to practice a craft, to get excited about something, to learn about something that that excites you, and pursue it with all of you, to contribute to something bigger than yourself. So again, we have this decision to make. Do we want to be part of the 90% of crap, or do we want to be part of the 10% of craft? Thank you. <laughs>